handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. Hey, what's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice Colts Podcast. On with me, friend of the show, Mr. Kevin Bowen himself. Hey, Kevin. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. I, I will admit I was a little nervous when you had me on April 1st. I got a little <laughs> bit got a little bit scared yeah. there. So, you know, you, you always got to keep an eye out today on social media, don't you? <laughs> yes, you do. It's funny you say that. I actually tweeted out just about an hour ago. Is like this is the Andrew Lux coming out of retirement day officially <laughs> for the Colts. So oh, I just told man. people, do not believe it. Remember what day it is. I saw one earlier. It's kind of funny with Russell Wilson to the Bears, and I saw Bears fans just losing their minds. So <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. But uh, no, Kevin. On a serious note, on a non-April Fool's note, um, the Colts did bring back Marlon Mack on a very reasonable deal. One year for mm-hmm. $2 million. You know, now the Colts feature a running back room of Jonathan Taylor, who was third overall in rushing last year in the NFL, Naheem Hines, who led the team in receptions, and then Marlon Mack, who has been a 1,000-yard back just a season prior. So first off, let's talk about Marlon Mack, kind of what you guys have heard from Mack on, you know, his decision to come back to Indianapolis, kind of his market, and, and everything in between there. It's funny you say that. I'm writing something uh, for early next week on that. But basically – you know, really no definite starting job offered anywhere else. And I thought that was the only way he would leave here. I mean, it just made so much sense for him to return because while he's young, just turned 25, the Achilles is the Achilles. And I just didn't think, given the running back market, having some intriguing names this year, that really anyone was going to offer him that. So I thought him coming back, proving himself, proving that he can be healthy, average, whatever he needs to average. Hmm. I thought that is really what, was kind of the biggest factor. He's so appreciative of everything I think the Colts have done for him. Um, you know, he really rehabbed here a lot during the season. And think about that grind. And that's yeah. daily COVID testing. You know, this is not just a normal bopping when you want sort of rehab. And it's still done that, you know, for a chunk of the off season. So I thought it made a whole lot of sense. A little bit bittersweet, he admitted, watching Jonathan Taylor have the success last season. I mean, obviously – you know, he was very helpful to guy to mainly Jonathan, but at the same time, you know, that's that's your backfield. That's you were the thousand yard rusher and you were supposed yeah. to get this big payday as well. So I think when you factor in all that stuff, you know, Mac being behind Taylor this year, staying healthy, proving it, and then signing a little bit longer term next year, it just sounds really, really good and, and hopefully not too good to be true. Yeah. I have a couple like thoughts in this. First off, Chris Ballard does not – you don't play pay running backs. We've said that a lot. Chris Ballard pays a running back, what, $2 million over one year? I mean, that is insane for a guy that gave you that amount of production. And then also just kind of looking at what Marlon Mack offers you in this running back room. Kevin, I had on Zach Kiefer a couple days ago kind of talking about Mack a little bit, breaking that down. And, you know, just from a patient standpoint, I went back and looked at some of his, you know, 2019 runs – And that dude, talk about patient, man. I mean, talk about a patient running back. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, we know what he can provide, but I feel like Mac, man, like Jonathan Taylor runs through guys. Marlon Mack runs basically around guys. Like, and I think that's something that 
can help both sides, honestly. It can help Jonathan Taylor in a lot of ways, learning to follow his blockers. One play in particular, Kevin, that I remember watching was that Kansas City game a few years ago when the Colts went into Arrowhead and upset the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And it was like a fourth down run, and Marlon Mack showed his patience on display where he essentially was running behind Braden Smith and just pushed his way for a first down. I mean, Marlon Mack, I think, is just the epitome of – he's probably one of the most patient backs in the league. It's been kind of cool to see him you know, from his rookie season to now, how much he's developed that. I'm curious your thoughts on how he can help maybe Jonathan Taylor develop a little bit more of his game beyond just, you know, kind of running through guys, if you will, kind of developing and honing in that that patience aspect. I mean, this is something to where just because you're running out of the shotgun, don't necessarily think of it as like it's this super fast, you know, moving play. Like, you know, there are some slower developing blocks, especially when you're in some zone scheme stuff as well. And then you have to think, you know, guys like Quentin Nelson pulling and things like that, um, you know, you, you can just have a little bit of methodical nature to your running style, which I think is tough to say to that position. But I think Marlon really has mastered that. So, yeah, I do think from a running style, it helps Jonathan Taylor. I just think it helps the backfield in general because you've got some contrasting styles. You've yeah. got very different backs. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's not just bringing in another guy that's throwing 98 miles per hour to the bullpen. It's bringing in a little bit more variety and change of pace and different styles that you're throwing at defenses that may maybe it's just not some of this basic game plan for, you know, X type of runner. So I think that's what kind of separates Colts running backs from, you know, I, a lot of people have debated, you know, do the Colts have the best running back room in the league? You know, Cleveland probably has the best one-two punch in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But when you look at the diversity, I think one to four and really one to three Wilkins is, is really only there if you have an injury, which, again, a great insurance policy to have. I think one to three, it's it, it's really diverse. And that's what I think separates the Colts running back room for me. I also think a nice benefit is all of them are very self-motivated individuals. Mm-hmm. But you talk contract year for Mac, contract year potentially for Hines if he doesn't get the extension, and Wilkins. And then we know Jonathan Taylor is extremely individually motivated. Mm-hmm. That can only help you out as well. Yeah. And you mentioned that running back room. I mean, looking at it from one to three, I mean, I think there's no better trio of backs in the league. I mean, you, you talked about Cleveland, obviously having Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I mean, yeah, they're the best one, two punch I would argue in the league, but as a whole, you're right. It's so incredible to see this Colts offense and what it's going to look like because they can attack you in so many variety of ways. Right. And especially with this running back group. And so, I'm just really excited to see all these guys be featured. I mean, we haven't seen it. We haven't. We saw Marlon Mack for, what, like a quarter last season? So I'm excited to see how that's going to factor in. Do you have any concerns with Mack coming back? What are some maybe negatives you have with Mack coming back, maybe like taking away snaps from Taylor? And then what are some positives you see of Mack coming back for this running back group in terms of you know other things that we haven't talked about? To be honest with you, Cody, my only negative is just health. You know, what does he look like? Um, now he tore the Achilles week one, as you said, the first half of that game against Jacksonville. So, you know, it, it'll be very close to a full 12 month rehab. So that is a good thing. This is an injury that's much different than ACL. I think it's a lot tougher to come back from, especially for a running back. It's, you know, jump cutting and, and a lot of lateral stuff as well as, you know, certainly breaking away when you get to that second or third level. But again, that's really it. I mean, 
you know, how you split up carries. I tried to ask Scotty Montgomery earlier in the week, the running backs coach, about you know Tom Rathman. We know controlled running back carries after that first kind of fifteen plays were were scripted, and you know, it's Frank Wright let Scotty Montgomery do that. And again, he, he wouldn't say that to me, Jonathan Taylor has got to be an 18, 20 carry guy and he's got to be 18, 20 carries until, I mean, he's averaging three and a half per carrier or, you know, I mean, like uh, maybe he gets a series, you know, whatever midway through the second quarter or early in the second quarter or another one late in the third quarter. And then you ride Taylor out before, and that's fine with me. Like, I don't look at it as Marlon. Again, to me with Marlon Mack, it's not so much of like he needs to be, you know, a thousand-yard runner to really prove himself to the rest of the league and needs to have, you know, 15 carries a game. If he can show that he can stay healthy and carry a nice load, whatever that is, and average, you know, four and a half per carry, I think he'll cash in. So, I don't think there's this crazy ego. You know, is it a little bit of a step back for Marlon? Sure. But I think he gets it. I think you watch Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor got drafted where he did for a reason. And I think deep down, if you're Marlon Mack's agent, you're just telling Marlon, hey, man, just stay healthy, be efficient when you get those touches, and you're going to see that money next offseason. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, what do, we, what do you guys think? What do our listeners think? Do you think the Colts have one of the best running back rooms in the league? How do you think these guys are going to help each other out? I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts in the comments. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on, man, giving your thoughts on Marlon Mack's return and what that means for the Colts running back room. Personally, I'm very excited about what this could potentially mean for this running back room and how it could help this offense really diversify itself in a lot of ways. I mean, we talked about with Carson Wentz, right, like how I feel like the Colts are going to be so much less predictable this year. I mean, it was pretty obvious when Phil went off the field, they were going to sneak it or something along those nature. But I think just having the Carson Wentz who has athletic ability, you know, we've looked at all the off script plays that he can make and now having a trio of running backs who all have different strengths. I think, man, it just serves this offense so extremely well. Yeah. And obviously, like you said, huge, just to take a little bit off of the play to Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, you know, Philly, rotated in a good amount of backs when he was there and had nice success when they went to the Super Bowl, but still having this type of punch. And I mean, Taylor kind of being star to end last season, critical to help him out and should help out an offensive line that I don't think any of us sit here and act like it's going to be the same as last year, just because Anthony Casanzo is no longer in the lineup. It still should be pretty good. Should help out that group as well. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Kevin. Well, take care, man. Thank you for coming on and excited for the season, man. Yes, sir. Should be a fun month of April, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. 